You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 163. Well, hey there, impact driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. Have you ever had a boss take credit for your work? You find out that they took exactly what you provided to them and presented it as their own. And then you got super frustrated and felt like you just couldn't trust them anymore. In fact, it might be going on for a while, might be happening to you right now, and you might be pretty frustrated and wondering how to get out of this vicious cycle. Today, we're going to talk about what to do if your boss is taking credit for your work and how to use this situation to your advantage. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by the PMO Impact Summit. If you have not yet registered for our free virtual conference with sessions available 24 hours a day, what are you waiting for? This event is specifically focused on helping you elevate the PMO. So whether you're building a new PMO, trying to get your PMO back on track, or simply elevate the role and the responsibilities of the PMO in your organization, then you must be at this event. The event takes place live on September 27th and 28th, 2022, with Recordings available through the end of the same week. So register now for free at PMOImpactSummit.com and plan to join us for a high impact week of live workshops and Q&A sessions. And of course, tons of great thought leadership content, all designed to help you elevate you personally and the role of the PMO. Just go to PMOImpactSummit.com and register for free today. Okay, let's dive in. All right, you know that feeling, that feeling when you put so much time and energy and effort into an idea or a presentation or some new resources and you present them to your boss and they take them off to a meeting that you're not even invited to. And in that meeting, that boss takes credit for everything that you did, doesn't mention you at all. And then you find out about it later. I'm sure that's happened to you at some point in your career, and it can be pretty frustrating. I remember this happening to me several times when I was inside organizations as a PMO leader for 15 years, and I used to get super frustrated when this would happen until I made my way higher up into the food chain and saw what was really going on behind the scenes, reasons that some of my peers did this kind of thing, and some reasons that it actually might make sense to do that very thing when you're in a leadership role. So today I'm going to share a few different perspectives. Being in that role where your ideas and your content are being presented to somebody else's and reasons why that might be happening and how to use those situations actually to your advantage and also expose some reasons why it actually might make sense for your boss to do this at least in the short term. So let's start first with why this might be happening. 
I often tell my students now that sometimes it makes sense to have somebody else explain something to your leadership team so that they'll believe it. I remember many instances when I was inside organizations, had built PMOs for a while, and was brought in specifically because of my subject matter expertise in building and elevating PMOs. And then the company would hire a consultant to come in and either tell them the same things I was saying or take their advice over mine. And I was thinking, but you invested in bringing me here because of my expertise. Why aren't you listening to it? I remember thinking, why are you paying more than you're paying me for me to sit behind closed doors, tell this consultant everything they need to say, how to say it, who to say it to, what all the dynamics are that are going on that feed the right path forward, and then watch them go into the meeting and present the ideas as their own. And I also saw this happen with bosses over time. And it would really frustrate me because I would think, well, wait a minute, these are my ideas. Why aren't you letting me present the ideas? Or why aren't you letting me share the insights and at least put my name on it or tell them where the ideas came from? I mean, come on. So I've been there. I've seen it. And in the case of consultants coming in, I remember how frustrating that was because they were just doing everything I was telling them to do. And the leadership team would say, oh, that's brilliant. What a great idea. I'm so glad we're paying you so much money to do all of this. Yeah, well, it was my ideas in the first place. So I would see that and get frustrated. But then it occurred to me why that approach was so effective. And now why I tell my students, hey, if you can have someone else external come in and say the same things you're saying, you might get further faster. The reason for that is because they need to believe that that consultant that they've hired was a good idea because they're the ones that did it and they're the ones that paid for it. And they're the ones that decided to spend all this money for a consultant to come in and say things. And these consultants, not all of them do, but they're supposed to have a really good industry perspective. And by the way, they're probably paying them more than they're paying you. So it only feeds their own need to be right that they hired this consultant, paid a lot of money for them, and their ideas have to be the right ones, right? Well, there's something to that. And as frustrating as it might be, sometimes your best path forward is to have an outsider come in and share that perspective. Even if it's the same thing you've been saying over and over and over again, sometimes your executives are going to listen to that industry expert over you, even if they hired you because of your expertise. Having an industry expert back up your ideas and support the things that you're saying need to be done can be extremely effective. And the reason I'm sharing that here, even though we're talking about other people taking your ideas, is that sometimes it can be a consultant or another third party that is taking your ideas and making them their own. But in the end, if you let go of the ego, you might actually get the outcome you're looking for. So is it more important to have the output of your name presented on something or for your organization to get that support or funding or resources so that you can achieve the business goals you're there to achieve. 
Sometimes we have to let go of our ego and realize that the outcome might come at the sacrifice of not always getting to take credit for the good ideas. I remember very specifically using this once I realized that sometimes another voice can lend credibility to an idea and I would have the consultants come in and sit with me before we would go in and talk to the C-suite. I'd tell them what to say, how to say it, what needed to happen and the outcomes we needed to achieve. And then they would go in and we would all talk about it together. And I now had another voice saying the same things I was saying. And although it was a little frustrating that it was all coming from me behind the scenes, frankly, after doing that again and again and again and realizing how effective it was, I still use that technique of other thought leaders sharing the same perspectives. And it also let me know when it was time for me to start PMO strategies almost 10 years ago. I did actually know the best path forward. I did have the expertise. And now my consulting clients are incredibly successful because I do actually know what I'm talking about, right? So the same goes for you. Sometimes when you're inside organizations, it's helpful for other people to share the ideas, your ideas as their own to lend credibility to the idea. It's always better if you can get more voices sharing the same message. So I had to get past the ego of wanting the ideas to come from me and be heard from my voice or to get credit for them because what I was actually getting was more effective. I was getting more people saying the exact same things I had been saying and in forums and with audiences where the other people were being heard even louder than me. So now we have all of these different people all saying the same things and pushing the leadership team toward the goals that I wanted to get to that were going to help my organization be as successful as possible. But if I had been super focused on my way or the highway, my credit, I'm the one behind this, nobody else had the ideas and wanting that credit above the results, above the outcomes, I wouldn't have been as successful with those organizations. It can't always be about you. It's not your show. It's not your PMO. It is the organization's results that you're trying to drive. And if you can let go of your ego and focus on getting those results, you may get where you're trying to go faster. Now, this was an example, a very real one from my experience and something I see happen to my clients and my students all the time. And if you've got a good consultant coming in, like what we do with our clients, we make sure the internal people get credit all the time. In fact, we very much focus on giving feedback to our business leaders in the organization, our ultimate customer on the staff that we're working with. We give them great feedback on, look, this is what we're seeing. This is the growth we're having. These are the results we're experiencing. Look at how much your people are growing. Look at how much they're contributing because that's a part of the story of the success of the client and the consultant. In our engagements, we make sure that the people that hire us in the organization are getting feedback on how the people in their team are growing and evolving and benefiting from the process. That's what they want to know. That's how you know you're getting a good return on your investment. Are you 
creating a strong foundation of project management capability and building leadership skills. So if you have a good consultant, they're going to find ways to give you credit where credit is due all the time. So use them to your advantage. Now let's go to the main topic here, which is when your boss is stealing credit or someone in your leadership team is taking the credit for your ideas. That consulting example is just one of the ways where people can try and take credit for your ideas, but it has some overlap here with your boss doing it because your job is actually to make your boss look good. And you might say, are you kidding me? I am supposed to make my boss look good? Absolutely. This is your job. And the reasons are plenty, which I'll give you a few examples of in a minute. But think about it. Your boss has the power to support you in achieving your goals. Wouldn't you want them on your side? And what better way to get someone on your side than to make them look good? You see, if your boss has no credibility, is seen as incapable or incompetent, why would their boss or people in your leadership team give them anything they're asking for? So when you need support for your organization, you want to add resources, you need funding, you want them positioned as positively as possible when they're going to make the case for that funding or those resources or the great ideas you've had. And so sometimes that means that they might take your ideas and make them their own because ultimately they are responsible for your team, for your PMO, for your function, for your group, for the people. If they're your boss, they are responsible. Therefore, anything that anyone in their team develops ultimately belongs to them. Now, like the same thing with the consulting example, a good manager is going to look for opportunities to elevate you, to let you shine, to call you out, to give you credit. But even if they don't, there are ways you can use it to your advantage to get the results that you're looking for. And there might be some good reasons why they are taking credit. For example, and these are things that I hadn't quite thought about earlier in my career until I asked questions about it to understand, hey, why are you acting as if this is your idea, not mine? Now, you can only do this if you have somebody that you work for that you trust. But I also, even when I didn't feel like I had that kind of relationship with them, paid attention to what was going on. And one really good reason your boss might not give you credit is that you may not have credibility yet. You may be an unknown to the people that they're going to have to pitch a new idea to, and they may need to make it their idea because they have the credibility, they've built the trust, and it's a much better chance of that idea getting support if it comes from them instead of you. So one thing you may not be thinking about is, where is my current credibility in the organization? Do people even know who I am in the leadership team? Do they understand what we're trying to do? Am I in a position where I can present these ideas in the way that's going to be most effective for these particular stakeholders in this particular room? You see, your boss might know them better than you do and might actually be in a better position to get to the results than you could. 
And so if they say it's their idea, not yours, it might actually help you get it reproved or supported more effectively. That's one positive option that could be happening. And along those same lines, they just might not think you're ready yet. They might be working on developing you and coaching you and giving you feedback. And you may not have shown them that you're ready for the main stage just yet. So there are things that you need to do to pitch ideas, to build trust, to gain credibility with your own boss, to be given those opportunities. And one of the ways to do that is to make them look good. You see, if you make your boss look good, then they become very reliant on that and appreciating that. And that can only serve you well. So you've got to spend some time building trust and credibility with your boss and showing them what you're capable of. And over time, when they think you're ready, you should get those opportunities. And you just need to ask them, hey, what do I need to do to be in a position where these ideas can be shared, where I can be the one to present the ideas or the updates or whatever it is that you're trying to present to the leadership team and see how they answer it, because that's going to tell you a lot about whether they're just taking credit because they feel like they need to look good in front of the bosses or if they do intend to let you get your chance to shine when they think you're ready. And I'm sure when they think you're ready is definitely going to be longer than when you think you're ready. I get it completely, but there are dynamics they know and politics and situations and people that they have insight to that you may not. And so even if you think you're ready when they don't, maybe you can explore a little bit about why so that you can get some insight as to what growth opportunities you need in order to get there. For example, I am definitely known for being outspoken, not in a rude way, but I will tell you exactly what I think. And early in my career, and especially in some of the organizations I worked in where that wasn't really the cultural norm, it took a little bit of coaching me from my bosses to soften that up a little so that I didn't go in and say, hey, sponsors, you're doing a terrible job, (laughs) which they were. And ultimately down the road, I did say something a little bit sugar-coated, but along the same lines, and it ended up being effective, but only after I had built credibility and started showing them some positive outcomes they could get if we made some changes. So it's possible that your boss is actually protecting you. It's possible that your boss is willing to present ideas and act as if they came from them because they have credibility, they are unknown, they've built trust, or even if they aren't sure the ideas are going to float, it might be better off coming from them than you because they have the credibility to take the hit and have the idea rejected where you might not have that credibility yet and it could actually be damaging to your career. So evaluate what might be going on underneath before you jump to conclusions. So listen to your boss, ask questions and determine why they might be taking credit for your ideas or not letting you be a part of the process to explain them or present in that meeting. And if they've got good answers, even if you don't agree with them, then you're going to need to trust that they do actually 
want to help you achieve your goals and you should be making a really direct and specific plan to get you there. And if they're not, and if you can't get any clear answers for them, it could just be that your boss feels like they need to be looking good in front of their leaders and don't feel like they've built that credibility yet. And therefore, since they are accountable for everything that you're producing, they're sharing it as their own. So what can you do to make your boss look good so that they don't feel the need to take credit for everything? Make sure everything that they present looks good, is fully vetted, is perfect from a presentation perspective, that they have bullet points, that they're never surprised, that they have everything they need to make educated and informed decisions quickly. Make sure your team runs top notch and that you're always getting the results that you need to for your team and position them to look like the hero. When you do those things and the credibility of your boss improves and you're the one that got them there, you build tons of trust and credibility with them as well. And then once you have that trust and credibility, you can use their position of strength to your advantage in a very positive way. Think about it. If you make them look good, they're going to take care of you. And when you're building a PMO, you need all the support you can get. You can use their position and their strength in the organization, their power to support your goals. One of the things we do in the Impact Engine PMO program is assess our stakeholders and our sponsor. And often the boss is the sponsor. Well, we look at, as we're doing stakeholder engagement and evaluation, the power and influence of various people in the organization. And you want your boss to be in a position of power and a position of strength and influence so that when you need something, you get it. If they're really good at making the case for resources and funding and support, and that's what your PMO needs, you want your boss to look amazing. So be happy to give them your ideas and let them take credit because when you build that strong relationship with them, they're able to help you achieve your goals as well. So use their power to support the objectives of the PMO. You never want to work for a weak boss. You never want to work for somebody that doesn't have influence in the organization. And so if they're not where they need to be, it's in your best interest to get them there. So you've got to let go of your ego and of the desire to be right and the need to have the credit. If you let go of all that and focus on the outcomes you're trying to achieve and position them in power and in strength, you will get more done in your organization. You will get the accomplishments that you need to be measured properly and successful yourself and with your team. And then don't forget if they're promoted, who do you want them to point to as their replacement? It's going to be the person that's been making them look good all this time so that they can continue to make them look good as they move up in the organization. And it's always good to now have a great ally in the organization, in your new position and theirs, even if it's in different parts of the organization, that trust you built with them will not be forgotten. And by the way, 
They know that you're brilliant and have all these great ideas because they were sharing them as their own all along. So the moral of the story here is whenever possible, use the situations that you find yourself in to your advantage. There's always a way if you take the time to explore what's really going on, understand the personalities, understand the underlying needs, and instead of focusing on the short term and the one-time gain, look at the long-term opportunities you might have by not taking credit for all of your ideas. And this goes not just for your boss or for consultants that come in, but for everybody in the organization. When you're rolling out PMO services and capabilities, you don't want anything to be your idea. As my friend Mark Price Perry always says, or yells if he's trying to get your attention, it's not your PMO. And it's not. It's not your PMO. It's their PMO. It's your boss's PMO. It's your customer's PMO. It's your stakeholder's PMO. It is your project manager's PMO. It's not your PMO. So don't try to take credit for it. Make it everybody else's idea because the way your PMO will ultimately drive the highest impact possible for the strategy as quickly as possible is if everybody believes in the PMO and it's everybody's idea to make it as high impact as possible. I hope you've enjoyed this session today and it's given you a little bit of a different way to think about the role you play in your organization in helping to make an impact and why it may not be such a bad idea if other people are stealing your ideas. And before we go, if you have not registered for the PMO Impact Summit yet, go do so right now because the PMO Impact Summit is the free virtual conference specifically to drive high impact outcomes for PMO leaders, no matter where you are on that journey and across the industry and around the world. I'll be doing a live workshop, live Q&A session, multiple thought leadership Q&A sessions, and some good hands-on workshops with UMT360, our fabulous sponsor, helping us to keep this event free for all of our impact drivers all around the world. Just go to PMOImpactSummit.com and let us help you elevate you, your role, and the PMO in your organization. Just go to PMOImpactSummit.com and I cannot wait to see you there. All right, Impact Driver, that's it for this session. If you love what you are hearing, please leave us a rating and review, download the episodes to take them with you on your journey and hit subscribe so you are the first to know when new episodes come out every week. Have a high impact rest of your week. Bye-bye for now.